Hi, Steve Addison here for the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Well, today we're in sunny Southern California, talking to Jordan Juisty and Troy Cooper about how they're pursuing no place left in that part of the world. I was working on staff at a big church out here in Riverside, and I just found out that um, I was going to lead a trip to Nepal for young adults' mission trip, and it was a trekking trip through the Himalayas where we were going to go share the gospel and plant seeds there. And then they asked me, um, the organization we were going with it was East West, and they said, hey, would you um, just make sure you're bringing people who are evangelizing locally and discipling locally? And I asked them, what, what do you mean? <laughs> um, who's, who's doing that? And uh, I don't think we'll really bring that many people if that's the qualifications, because the only way I knew how to disciple at that time and evangelize was just about in the church. Disciple was get them connected to a group or to a team. So they connected me to Kyle Pearson and he started to just take me through 10 for 10, take me through the word and teach me my identity in Christ as a follower and a fisher uh, made new and also an ambassador for Christ, and I started to share the gospel. And the first time I ever shared the gospel, I got sort of a like pressing around my neck that night, um, almost as if I was being choked. And it was um, it was scary. It was like a spiritual attack. And really, what it did was it just gave me confirmation that I'm doing the right thing, sharing the gospel. And I felt this conviction that you could be. You could be serving on a team, leading a group, um, giving, attending regularly. You could even be on staff at the church. But if you're not making disciples and you're not proclaiming the kingdom, then the enemy doesn't care. So I just it made me more confident in stepping into sharing the gospel and teaching others. And it made me want to start groups. So um, one of the girls was just a catalyst there. Um, and she ended up sharing the gospel with a girl locally who was like holding on to a stone that was given to her and was told that if she just rubs that stone, like her depression will go away. And she was in her room crying, unsure of like, like, why isn't this working? And then she met um, a girl named Audrey and she was able to disciple her and take her to the word and just do the same pattern. Um, and uh, Audrey had done one of the groups with us about um, the 10 for 10 groups and just going through the word. And she took Michaela through that. She took her through to the Bible and just Michaela ended up accepting Jesus and getting baptized. And now that girl is making like disciples. She's still gathering in our home to this day. I started a group of about seven um, doing the 10 for 10 group. It was guys. It's, a, it's and like the commands of Christ rearranged. Like yeah. Branded. Yeah commands of Christ. Uh, we went through the commands of Christ together and um, yeah. So a few of them were just like really took the tools, not all of them, but a few of them really took them and ran and were catalysts. And one, one of the girls who had, we, we started a Bible study too, that was separate um, through, I had seen Kyle's 
wife, Amy, um, doing stories of hope on Instagram, just saying, hey, we're going to do a, we go through a story of hope today in the Bible. So um, we just started to invite people, whether they were believers or not, and they started coming to our house every Wednesday for Bible study. And this was while I, I had transitioned off staff of the big church I was working at, and I was still attending. Um, but I was starting to do the basic functions of that you see in the church circle and with that group. And uh, one of the girls who started coming, she, her, her name's Reagan. She's one of our most faithful uh, disciples out here, just sharing the gospel and encouraging and um, training up, discipling others. She actually has a Bible study going on right now that we're praying for on, on the CBU campus. And, but she, she just um, started sharing faithfully, going through the commands with others and saw a few in her family. Her mom was activated. She was um, kind of asleep to the call, and now she's wanting to start um, groups. And her brother ended up accepting Christ and being baptized at our, um, at our church. And it, this was by the time we started calling it church. But um, we've just seen the Lord move in in the midst of some of the oikos of our faithful um, kind of people attending. So, so Riverside's like an hour outside of where we live. And uh, there's university there. There's a lot of, um, I think, um, population has been outpriced in L.A., have migrated out west or out east into Riverside. And um, so, anyways, we, we go out to visit this church that's meeting in his home. And there's another, uh, Carter Cox's cousin, Allie Jarbo, mm -hmm. is a, a really faithful laborer. And I'd say that um, mm -hmm. the two of them are, are laboring um, to help provide just leadership and vision and direction for this church. And Kyle was out because Kyle's coaching a number of folks out here. Mm hmm and uh, he was out for a visit, and he said, Troy, that's the healthiest church I've ever seen. And um, so then I went out. I mean, I'd been out there a few times, but um, I went out. It would probably been a few months. I went out there with, with one of my disciples, and we were blown away. The, the love for each other that they, they had um, was so evident, just practically encouraging one another, celebrating um, there's a girl who had just graduated, uh, from, you know, she's from Korea. So she just graduated from graduate school. So she doesn't have any family here and they gave her flowers and just celebrated that she just her accomplishment. So it's just like, it's personal. Um, they're all taking ownership. It's a mix of business professionals, college students. Um, they spend, an hour in the harvest before they gather, an hour in prayer before they gather, and then the three-thirds gathering. Um, it is is one of the smoothest, most comfortable three-thirds. You know, three-thirds sometimes. It's like once you're getting it, it can seem kind of real. Like, hey, you doing this? It's just, it was just like a family gathering. And um, very spirit-led. The worship was contemplative and just, it's just beautiful. They got into the word um, and they just, they, they covered it all, but you know, no one's looking at their watches. It's, it's, um, and they've been doing this for almost a year now. They're out in the harvest 
they're prayer walking, they're fasting, they're leading people to Christ. Different. The, the nations are here uh, in Riverside and honestly all throughout Southern California. So God's really been moving in the hearts of uh, different ethnic groups. So that night that we were out there, we had uh, some guys who had heard about what God was doing at Rivers and came to visit and were blown away um, by what they saw. So just the gatherings for church here um, are just a, a living vision cast for people. They come, they see it, they're like, oh, we can do this. And uh, they immediately wanted to ask. They, they were immediately asking, like, hey, we, we live in a different city. Can you train us? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was both the, like, hey, they got, I think just seeing church in a home was big, but but also just the, I, I had to be the love for each other. Um, that's so contagious. Mm-hmm. Another thing was, um, you know, having a vision to see this 18 to 22-year-old age category um i just i feel like as you as you look across the npl network um you know there seems to be a little bit of a gap and um so it was just something that we had a vision for that we began to pray and fast for and just thinking through you know there's certain mission organizations that will they'll get that age group they'll get them on a three to six month mission experience and imprint that DNA on them. And, uh, but in order to like take the next step, you, you just, you become a part of that, um, you know, six month training process. And so I was in Indianapolis visiting with some friends and family and Malachi had an internship there. And was meeting with an old high school friend and her daughter, um, had gone on a mission trip to plant a church and then came back and said, I want to move there. So she moved to Illinois to help plant a church and then COVID hit and they, you know, she had to go back home and she was thinking about going on one of those, those like six month mission trips experiences. And I said, man, um, I just asked her, would you, would you consider, you know, being equipped to be a, a disciple making church planning missionary? Have you already been part of a church plant? And she said, yeah. And her mom's like, well, what do you got? <laughs> and it was like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I mean, so I began to cast, I'm like, yeah, we've got like, cause for, I don't know, for a while, I just felt like we're not in a position to host anybody right now. We're all just trying to, you know, see our first disciple, see our first baptism, see our first church. And we've gone from like praying and fasting to find disciples and leaders to churches to now three years later, there's networks of, of churches um, all across Southern California. And so she came out like um, her name's Katie. And like, this was on a, on a Sunday, on Tuesday, she flew out from Indianapolis and she spent a week and visited the different churches um, and church networks. And she um, said, yeah, I want to come back out and, it was the Riverside Church. I mean, there were a number of places she could have landed, but she went to Riverside and she is seeing and experiencing all of it. She's being loved on. She's in a part of a community. She's being discipled by Allie. Um, she's getting to train. Um, she's 
I think she's initiated a prayer walk uh, mm-hmm. in, in a, a Muslim area of town. Yeah. Um, so she's getting to learn, not in a classroom, but within the context of a community and a church. And she's been studying Arabic because in January she's going to deploy to the Middle East with my daughter, mm-hmm. um, with Maya and a few others to go serve um, for, you know, four to six months with, with, uh, with Miriam and the team over there. Miriam Sandel. Um, she got a new last name. I can't remember what it is, but, um, and so we're, we're beginning to see some momentum, but, but I think it just speaks to the health of what God is doing through this. I mean, not even a year old church to be able to receive someone from, and, and it not be a disruption to where they're able to just, you know, we did a little bit of vetting, um, but she's, I don't know. Imagine if, if every church across our network was able to begin to receive one or two 18 to 20 year olds and equip them. Uh, and that they could experience this, you know, I mean, not, not within an official program, but just like, Hey, get into the rhythm of the church, get in the rhythm of discipleship and, and go overseas for, for, and do the same thing. Cause we've got that global network now. Um, I just, I think it's going to raise up a different kind of missionary. Um, so anyways, that, that, but that's part of the health that we're seeing, you know, that we're now able to receive. Um, we have had a few families that have moved out here um, specifically to serve, you know, mm-hmm. for three to five years on a team uh, before they go. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was more of like a shorter, like 12 month step. Um, so, yeah, that's part of the bigger picture. See, tie it back in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just. Um, Part of this too, Steve, is just um, just personally, our family, we're doing really, really well. We don't have air conditioning here. Um, so we just leave the front door and the back door open and the, the, the ocean breeze just blows through it. Um, and uh, we have kids from the neighborhood, adults from the neighborhood, neighbors. We have disciples, uh, church leaders in and out of our home every day. Um, it's, it reminds me of when I went to go see Jacob Vi in Haiti and just this, this, almost this hall of Tyrannus, um, where our, our home and our family and others are the same out here is, is probably our biggest platform for ministry, um, to see a biblical marriage, to see a biblical family, Loving people, loving one. I mean, we're obviously, and they see our mess. You know, they see how we, you know, deal with sin in our home. Um, and so, but but that is happening, you know, in the households and churches across Southern California. I did not realize what a significant um, need that was going to be here and how attractive. I've literally had two grown professional men ask me who are either new believers or almost believers to disciple them specifically because they saw our family. They're like, I see your marriage. I see your family. I want that. Can you show me what to do? And it's like, well, yeah, here we go. Let's get in the Bible together. Um, And uh, relationships are just, are so important. You know, we've talked before about zeal church, how it was, you know, started out of movement Um, rivers church, 
um, you know, Jordan and Allie began coming to Rivers Church. It helped them get vision movement, or I'm sorry, movement church. Um, that's the name of the church that meets in our home is movement church. Mm-hmm. Um, they came, they were a part of it. Um, and then they, out of that, they planted same with zeal, same with, uh, vital church, um, is a couple families that moved out here from Atlanta. They planted uh, some churches in their neighborhood. Um, so, uh, we're, we're seeing out of this community of, of doing it, you know, following the three thirds format, loving one another, that people are stepping out and starting churches and, um, and then learning how to serve them as now we've gone from a church to a network within the last six months. Um, you know, zeal church that we we talked about in the last episode, um, just, you know, real quick, it was, a there was, a, um, uh, some worship gatherings that we saw over a thousand baptisms through through Saturated OC, and Rick and I got to baptize some of them. We began discipling them, and those disciples turned, formed and they came to movement, saw it, formed a church, went through the commands, saw it, seen over twenty seven baptisms, um, multiplied through way costs. It's it's still gathering over a year later. It's actually started another church, but we had some. Uh, some of the disciples, early disciples from that gathering, um, walk away. Um, and it was, it was really, it was hard. I mean, there was some concerns and questions about just character of leadership, uh, on our end that were expressed. It was really hurtful. Um, but the Bible, the Bible's got, you know, instructions on what to do in those cases. And, um, you know, we're thankful that most of those have, have come back, you know, uncovered misunderstandings, whatever. Um, but because we clung to the word of God and, and to one another and just postured ourselves through the spirit to just forgive and love. And um, we, we move forward in those relationships. But those are really hard seasons. I, and I see them as a tax. But in the midst of that, um, watching that, that those leaders of that local church just step into it and and lead and and shepherd and and others began to come and, and be involved in that um so that uh i persevering through hardships and suffering has it's been more than i i would have expected and i think that's that's part of that next generation um at least what we're seeing out here and praying and fasting has been uh, a huge part of that um one stream out of, uh, you know, it was called Bridges. They've changed it to Neighbors and Nations. JT's church has got a fourth generation stream and they're, they're um, got a Spanish speaking um, stream now. Uh, there's going to be a training next month, uh, which is very excited about that. Um, uh, Sean Lyons uh, and Danny Cam Aspinwall started a church in West LA called Salt and Light. Um, they have seen uh, a church start in the South Bay area um, that is is one part, part of them are going after a Japanese population. Um, healthy rhythm of meeting for three thirds and um, and going out in the harvest and prayer walking. Um, so I think most of the churches that we've seen started out of movement within the last three years have now all started a church. Or seen a church started, and so we've got multiple streams of second and third generation churches with local indigenous leadership. 
the discipleship is, it is like we're going through the tools, you know, 401 commands is the framework, but it is a, it is a life on life discipleship um, relationship. Like it's not, Hey, let's meet for an hour every week. It's like, I mean, we see Jesus example. And um, I know this is especially tough for our Bible, you know, brothers and sisters, which, you know, we, we, we have them and we need them. But it is, you're inviting them into your life. And that is, it's a lot to take on, but it's, it's what's needed. And um, so that has been uh, a part of what we're seeing here. Uh, it's not just, hey, an hour a week in a coffee shop. It's, it's multiple days um, a week. And it's a lot of conversations that we're constantly referring to the Bible to. And we're beginning to see that multiply now because those some of those newer disciples are now reproducing that. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, like we're having to adjust our time because they need more time with their oikos and with their, the people that they're ministering to. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, you know, another sign of health, Steve, in Acts 13, the Holy Spirit said, set a power your best and send them out to the work that I've called them. And, you know, we've had the blessing of sending out John and Gracie Prescott to the Middle East. Um, we sent out uh, one of Puck's disciples to Istanbul, the Tifos. And, and now we have sent out Puck and Kelly, the brains of the operation. Mm-hmm. See. Um, and, and the looks as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, man, I, I was... Uh, we were Puck and I picked up running during COVID and we're on like a, a pretty decent run. And, and he one day just says to me, Hey man, I'm, I need to bring you into something I'm like what, you know, he's like, cause I, I, I mean, I thought when, when Rick and Jenny came out here, they said, Hey, we're, we're probably going to be going in a couple of years, but with Puck, I thought it would be, we'd be here a while. And he just said, um, we're, we're praying about going overseas. And I was just like, I thought he was kidding. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and so I was like, well, the missionary in me is excited, but I got to tell you, man, I cannot imagine, you know, not just as a friend, but just strategically what this is going to be like without you. We, you're irreplaceable. And um, just with his skill set, I mean, he's a guy holding the map out in front. Um, but they, so they prayed and fasted and sought counsel. And after about a month of that, they, he, I mean, on a run again, he tells me we're officially called. And I just shoved him. It's like. Is that when he fell under the bus and ended up in. It is. <laughs> yeah. He's got a limp now. Yeah. Now, um, and I just said, Puck, I'm excited to be excited about this. And, and that night I was just wrestling with the Lord on it. And, and it was like, well, first of all if this is God's will, who the heck are you to stop them? Like, you really want to do that? Like, like I'm trusting in my plan and not God's plan. And then, um, and then he just, the Lord just filled my heart with joy. Um, and it was just humbling to think like, wow, we get to be a church that sends our best to one of the least reached parts in the world. Mm -hmm. And, and I've had, I've had joy ever since. I mean, it's funny. Rick almost gives me a hard time. Like, aren't you sad? I'm like, no, I'm really joyful. Uh, I, and, I, and, I, and it's from the Lord. And so, and, and we, we've heard too from Jeff, like when you send your best, God brings you 10 more. So I'm counting on 10 more pucks. 
Well, and then a month later, Jordan, what, you know. Well, that's it. See? That's why I brought him on here today. Well, that's why he allowed me to be on here today with him. Um, and then a month later, I mean, and I'll let him tell the details of this, um, but, you know, Rick and Jenny got the tap on the shoulder from the Lord and, and they're leaving, um, you know, sometime in the spring to, uh, to somewhere in Central Asia. And so we're so, I mean, if you, in a, if you had seen when they're communicating this to our, to our churches, um, everyone is so excited. They're almost jealous. Like I want to go, you know? And so it's, it's personal. I mean, I've been a part of a, I pastored for 12 years as an associate and we've sent missionaries out of our church. Nothing like this. Um, because it's like, we're, we're in the trenches together and we feel the loss you know, like personally, but also like who's going to replace them. And, but it's like, it's where it's, it's exciting. You know, like this is, this is what God's called us to do. This is what a great commission church is what a healthy church should do. And so to get to, to do that. And then to be, to see the ripple among the other churches. Um, it has been, um, super significant. And, um, so God's raising up other, Leaders, these these local folks are are, are leading the charge. Um, it's very exciting, and, and the same thing. Like we've been running with the Utah folks, you know, Matt and Tyler, and they just sent Matt to New York City to join the Kilbys, and to, and so I've been able to last month to start training with Tyler and uh, Evan from Seattle and. And, um, you know, like it was funny three years ago when we moved out, we're like, we're going to go for the Western U.S. And after like a month, we realized like, man, we are, it's going to take everything just to be right here. We didn't travel much. And now, now that we've, we're seeing some momentum, we're able to begin to start traveling to some of these cities and mm-hmm. do training, you know, do 12 month rollouts in Phoenix and Vegas and Boise and uh, Seattle and, um, you know, just see the work really multiply in Utah. Um one of one of the things related to to mobilization, Steve, is it's not this is not a mobilization strategy, um, and I've, I've heard this from Jeff Sundell that just the distinction is this is a movement strategy, and 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 we're so now we're seeing it with our own eyes, and out of movement, we see healthy mobilization to the gaps. You know these these are, these guys are family, so I'm not going to pretend like it. I mean, I said my heart's filled with joy, and it is. I'm not going to pretend like it's not. It's not difficult, but we've we've seen God raise up local leaders who are doing as good or better. God's going to provide. That was the thing that, like, as I was wrestling with Puck leaving, and the Lord's like, "Do you not trust me?" The original vision we were laboring towards here locally was 500 churches, and I think we're well on our way to that. Now was we're seeing um, second and third generation churches. I mean, there's still a lot of work to be done, but we, we've got a church in almost every county that we were engaging, and we've actually got multiplication in almost every county that we were looking at. Um, and now we're beginning to, you know, work with Kyle and with Will Smith. Um, I think I think where this is going now, Steve, is we've done path of least resistance. Now we've got to start to look at some of the hard places here, um, some of the tougher people groups to reach here and uh, begin to uh, uh, intentionally pray for and engage 
us, those people and places.